I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, and welcome to Half Hour Fantasy Podcast, episode 38. I'm your host, Peter, joined by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good. How are you, Peter? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Gunnar, how are you? I'm doing very well as well. Thank you. Okay. So, this week, there is no games, the Scottish game, but what we're all going to do is we're going to do a wild card review live in the podcast because we're all going to do it at the exact same time. So, nobody knows each other's wild card. This will be a wee bit of shocking off for us all here as it comes out. We'll go through it all. But first of all, it's been a couple of weeks since the last game. It's been cup games and our nationals were back. So, we're actually going to push the half hour fantasy podcast cup. It's the last 32. Gunnar, you're still in it, aren't you? I'm still in it. I'm in section one. I'm playing against Big John 08. Hoping to progress even further. Right. Before Saturday's kickoff, we'll get the graphics all tweeted back out again. People can see you get a chat going to the last 32. Because it's getting to the nitty gritty now. And again, there's another two week hiatus because it's two Scottish Cup games back to back weekends. So you'll be waiting a bit for your next one again. So. Let's get into the wild card then. So first of all, I want you to tell me your process for building your wild card. I'll go first. Mine, my process was obviously split into two sections, all different games playing. So I have picked three teams I fancied in the top half and three teams I kind of fancied in the bottom half and I've built it from kind of there. And obviously there's scope for transfers week to week because I don't know, I'm still kind of wary of how certain teams are going to turn up. Like St Mirren, for example, who's sitting the seventh, but they're really not to play for. They can't get any higher. Will they be on the beach? Same for St Johnson. Can you keep it going forward? So that's my process going forward. So I'll ask how how do you go about building your wild card without revealing anything yet, Tom? Um, I decided to focus in on the bottom six teams because they're in that bottom half for a for a reason. Um, a lot of the opposition that you look for the next five game weeks, they look like the good chances of conceding. So that's what I think the goals are going to be. And I filled in the blanks after that with who I fancied from the, the top half of the table. Um, not not a lot there, but that's what I did. Good. So far, two completely different ways of doing it. Gunnar, how do you process or get your process and get into your wild card? Yeah, I've, I've done the top half of the table players first. So basically the, the other way around, uh, then Tom has done it. So top half of the table players first and then build build my team around that uh, mostly on yeah it's tough to like base it on the fixtures so mostly just on on gut feeling uh, the players that I've picked right okay then I'll get it all up okay so we'll start then when we'll start at the back goalkeepers so I'll just kind of swap around each way we're doing it so I have went first with Segrist and Lewis, and I pretty much that's on kind of last week's podcast with the top 10 goalkeepers. The reason I picked Lewis is, well, my, the three I fancy in the top six is basically Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen may have his new manager bounce. I kind of like the way he's talking about doing things, so I'll stick with that. Segrist, I think it speaks for himself. I didn't want a put a Rangers keeper in because I think there might be rotation with McLaughlin, so I left him out. And uh, Bain, I just do not trust at all for a clean sheet, so I didn't bring him. So there's my two keepers. Tom, you two. Yeah, I went exactly the same. Um, obviously for reasons, 
that we discussed in the last pod in terms of the top 10. Obviously, McGregor was our number one, but I think there's better Rangers prospects, even if you just sort of glance forward, even in the defence, because you're going to have that sort of... McGregor, he's only got a certain ceiling. He's only going to get a clean sheet. Um, whereas, obviously, defenders, attackers are more likely to get some uh, attacking returns as well on top of that. So, um, with Joe Lewis, he's been in my team most of the season. Um, he's got 16 clean sheets out of 33 games. And in the last eight games, he's managed five clean sheets. His first three fixtures post-split, he faces St. Johnston, Celtic and Livingston. Uh, Celtic and Livingston, the form hasn't been great recently. And obviously, St. Johnston just sneaked into just sneaked into the top six. So I feel Aberdeen would be capable of keeping clean sheets and maybe not all three games, but maybe get a couple. The final two games are a bit trickier. They've got Hibs and Rangers, so that might be a different story. But obviously, obviously I think we've probably found, having went through the process, that we've got quite a big budget and money isn't, isn't really an issue for us this stage in the season. Um, so the other keeper I've got is a starter as well. It's Benjamin Segrist. Again, we talked about him last week. At first glance, on the fixture ticker, we can see a nice row uh, or Surrey's fixture ticker, we can see a nice row of green. Um, Hamilton, Kelly, and Ross County, and then followed by Motherwell and St Mirren. I think that's a great run. Uh, he's kept four clean sheets in his last six. Three of the opposition were top six, so you'd imagine if he can do that in his recent form, then what, what can he do in the sort of final five games? They just missed out finishing the top six. They only came short by a couple of points. So I think Dundee United, we've got a bit of a point to prove. I think they'll try and finish top of the bottom half. Okay, all well thought out, well done. Uh, Gunnar, your two goalkeepers? Yeah, very interesting. The two of you, you're going for two playing goalies. Secret I have as well, but my other goalie is just is McCrory for Livingston, just as a plain cheap goalie. Uh, I wasn't going to spend the money there on, on Lewis. I haven't listened to both of you does make sense. Uh, like Tom said, we can see in Sotty's ticker a nice row of green for Dun United for Seacrest uh, with the first three games, Hamilton, Killy and Ross County. And in my head, I want Seacrest or United uh, against Motherwell and Samirn they have in the last fixture. Uh, I was just backing them against them, them two as well. So... I didn't really think I need Lewis as you know as a second playing keeper, but like Tom said as well, money really isn't isn't a problem. So I, I could go for Lewis as well in my draft I have here. Uh, I've just gone for Secret and McCrory as like a cheapie. I suppose your way of thinking is that you'll just stick with Secret. Then there'll be no mm. no thoughts about swapping keepers on out. Whereas me and Tom will be looking at fixtures and going right, who do I fancy for the clean sheet this week? And you know how that yeah. to- totally makes sense as well, yeah. And you know how that can pan out when you end up back in the wrong keeper week to week. That's right. Right, okay, so any defence, Tom, I'll let you talk through your five defenders. Um, okay, so for Rangers, I've got Goldson and I've got Barisic. Um, Gary McAllister updated us uh, prior to Sunday's Cup game that Tavernia, he's only just started training alone on the grass, so it may be a few more weeks before he's back in the team. Uh, Nathan Patterson and Calvin Bassey, they face a ban due to their COVID breach, which I think is five five games, including the cup games. Uh, so should the appeal not be successful, then they'll be out for a period of time as well. So as it stands, as we speak here today, uh, Barisic and Goldson probably seem the most sort of nailed on Rangers defenders. And obviously we know what Rangers are capable at the back, so um, I've doubled up. Uh, I went Josh Doig. From Hibs. He's perhaps one to bench in the first game week up against Rangers, but then he faces Livingston and St. Johnston. He's managed a goal and two assists in the last five games, along with a couple of clean sheets. Uh, if you look at Hibs on a, the season as a whole, they've been fairly solid. Uh, and with Doig, I think he's got potential at both ends of the pitch. So even if he doesn't keep the clean sheet, he could maybe still sneak in with an assist, something like that. Uh, Mark Reynolds for Dundee United. Similar reasons that we've just discussed in terms of Segrist. Uh, he's the highest scoring defender uh, for Dundee United, so he's probably the most assured of starts. I would like to punt, and uh, I think if you were going to punt, Sporl would be a good option. But in the last five games, in the last five games for United, he's provided three goals and one assist. 
which is good returns for a defender. But he only started three out of the five games, which hinders his clean sheet potential if he's only going to come on for the last half hour, 20 minutes or so. Uh, and out of Dundee United's last 10 games, he's only played five. The other five he's remained on the bench, so he's not even assured of a start, which is concerning. Uh, Scott McMahon, he, Hamilton's clean sheet record, they managed seven clean sheets this season, and six of those came against bottom half opposition. Hamilton's form has been a bit unpredictable, but when it comes to Hamilton, you never can tell. So he's had a couple of assists. He's already registered five assists this season. He's had a couple of assists relatively recently. Um, so again, he's got that attacking potential as well. That's my back line. Is that all five? That was five, yeah. Right. Barisic, Goldson, McMahon, Doig and Reynolds. That was quick enough. I thought I must have. Did they even miss one of them there? Right, I'll go quickly. My five... Good run, I'll come to you. So, the two we've got together, Tom, is Golson and McMahon. I've also went with Hoban for Aberdeen for the same reason I think Aberdeen potentially could still be keeping clean sheets. Hoban has returned well for me this year when I had him in my team, and I think I'll just I'll see him out. Uh, Kenny from Celtic, pretty much the same reason you used for the, the two Rangers players. Celtic don't have another right backs, so I think ideally they'd like to have went Laxalt, but I think there's rotation risk with Taylor when he's up to full speed. So I'd rather stick with the right-back who I know 100% is going to be playing. And Devlin from Livingston. And I think that'll be one of the kind of benchy players just be using the, the trick later on, obviously, as part of my wild card. But that's what I'm going for. The three I'm going to probably be starting with be Kenny, Hoban and Golson. That's the three. And then obviously rotate to end on the fixtures. So, Gunnar, your defence. Yeah, I've gone for the two Rangers defenders, Golson and Barisic. Uh, I like Peter's pick. Of... Uh, Are you going to say that again? That last four... bit I didn't pick it up. Oh, it's Kenny. Right. Celtic. Uh, Tom said it there about Spurley. Uh, Reynolds, yeah, he might be on, on paper the, the more safer pick, but yeah, I picked I picked out Spurley sometime at the start of the season and, and I feel for the run in here for the first season of the game I'm, I'm just going to go for him so I'm going to pick uh, Spurle out of the yes. United lads <laughs> <laughs> and then my, my fifth spot uh, I haven't decided yet because it's it, it is between Hibs and Aberdeen uh, for me who, who can keep those those clean sheets that we need so the two players I'm looking at are Doik and Hoban so basically one, one of each is picks for you uh, that one I haven't decided yet. Like money, money isn't an issue. It's just Preference made my mind up yet. Yeah. Hey, so just read out the five names again there, just for clarity. Or four names you've Barisic, got. Uh, Goldson, Barisic. Then it's between Doik and Hall. Right. Okay. Right. Going on. So come you for your midfield. Then let's go through your wild card options so far for your midfield. Right, midfield. Uh, that's not set in stone yet either. So I have three out of five. A cheap non-playing player. That's probably going to be Henderson for St. Mirren again. My next pick is Callahan for Hamilton. Uh, McGrath is nailed in my midfield as well. And then the last two spots, I'm not too sure. Once again, uh, money isn't an issue. If I do go for Hoban in defense, I would probably want a Hibs midfielder just like for the balance. So I'm looking at Boyle, who's been in form before the break. Uh, I'm looking at Turnbull as well for Celtic. Be interesting to see what, what Tom says there because he said he went like bottom heavy for, for his team. Uh, the other players I have like kind of like on my shortlist, maybe a Motherwell midfielder just to get someone in from there, spread the risk a little bit. And then I know we're going to get strikers after this, but one of the reasons Burke is on my shortlist is because I think someone needs to provide for Lafferty uh, and it could be Burke. So uh, I, I think he's still on penalties as well. So he, he's on my shortlist there as well. I haven't decided yet for the last two spots. Okay, I'll go from Ryan first before I come at you, Tom. So we agree on two positions, Gunnar. Callahan and McGrath, basically because pains, they're definitely going to be playing. They're kind of, kind of talisman for both teams. And I do fancy another Hamilton escape. So if that's going to happen, then I think Callahan's going to be a big part of it. 
I've used McKinnon for Ross County as an on-playing player. See Henderson for some What price is he? See, I haven't, I haven't confirmed any. Oh, 2.3. 2.3. Because right, McKinnon for Ross County is 2.2. He's not played either, but I suppose it doesn't matter if nobody's issue with money, just in case you didn't know. Uh, okay. he, might, he might still be 2.2, but... Right, so the two... I, I, I have it in my head 2.3, and right, okay. maybe it's 2.2. So the two... I'm bringing in right now, but one subject to changes. I'm going for James Forrest for Celtic as midfielder. Uh, I really wish he didn't score at the weekend there because I was wanting to kind of hope sleeper hit. I think he's given a nice end to the season, especially now that Celtic seem to be playing better under Kennedy, more tactically aware. And I don't know if you obviously watched the game, Tom. It was really everywhere behind the striker. I was playing left, centre and at the right. Mm-hmm. Right, dangerous looking. And the last player now that's subject to change is Hadji for Rangers. Now he's in there because... I do like looking when I see him play, but I don't know if I should maybe change that to an Aribo or if Arfield's fit. I'm not too sure, but that, that one probably might change before the start of the, the group. So that's my five there is McCallaghan, Forrest, McKinnon, Hadji and McGrath. So Tom, what's your midfield? Yeah, I went for James Forrest as well. There you go. Um, just because of his form last season, 10 goals, 17 assists. This season's been pretty much a write-off for him. Game week eight, he got injured and we've, we've hardly really seen him since. Uh, I've had Turnbull for, for a while, but I looked uh, when I was creating the wild card. Turnbull, Christie, Elanusi and McGregor as a collective, they've only managed a single goal and assist between all four of them in the last five game weeks. So not great. So I'm quite happy to take the punt on Forrest. He's looked lively since returning to the start of 11 and he, he had a good game in the cup and he scored the opening goal against Falkirk. Uh, next up in the midfield, James McGrath. He scored two goals in the last five league games for St Mirren and he's on spot kick duties. Uh, St Mirren obviously has narrowly missed out in top six, so he's in that sort of top half of the the bottom half of the, the table. He was active over the weekend as well in the cup tie against Hamilton, so a fellow bottom sixer. He scored a couple of goals, one of which was from the penalty spot. After James McGrath, I've got Callahan. He's only managed one goal in the last five league games, but... Hamilton always obviously defy the odds every year and managed to escape relegation season after season. So if they're going to do it again this year, then Callahan, we've mentioned it before, he's pretty much the talisman there. So he's going to be a massive part of that. So again, a bit punty as well. Uh, but he's the highest he's the highest points returner for Hamilton, 96 so far this season. Another punt I've went with is Jordan Roberts uh, at Motherwell. He got a brace against former team United on the weekend there. Um, obviously, they are in the Highland League. It was a big <laughs> scoreline, obviously 5-0, but he already had a, a goal and assist in one of his previous games as well. To be fair, I'd probably prefer Dan- Devante Cole from Motherwell, but <clears throat> he was struggling to make my one of the three strikers, so I've, I've, had, to, I've had to go second best in Jordan Roberts. I, I've been toying with the idea of Boyle, but with Nisbet returning to the start in 11, he'll be pushed back into the midfield. And I think that's really going to hamper his chances. Yeah, and I was, I was toying with uh, Hadji and Kent as well. Um, I, I, may, I may look at switching that around just because my midfield is a little bit punty, but this, this is the current draft that I'm talking about just now. So, And then the last one's McKinnon. Obviously, we talked about the 2.2 midfield, but I think going into the, the split there's going to be a lot of teams playing like for like and it may be difficult to differentiate differentiate some players. So I think having that non-playing player, it it, it takes a decision away from you. Mm-hmm. Perhaps maybe you've got, maybe Hibs, Hibs play Aberdeen. You've got an Aberdeen defender and you've got Boyle. Who'd you start? Well, you could just stick both on the bench and then whoever. If they keep the clean sheet and the defender comes in, if Boyle scores, then you're, you're laughing with him. And that's me. That's my midfield. Right. Before I go to you, going on this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this to you off pod. It is looking a bit templated, you don't think, so far. If we, before we get to the strike force, which I probably think we're all going to agree on, but we're quite close. We're not too far away differential-wise. I think that biggest one was the mother mid- midfielder, Tom. Right, <laughs> That's the differential so far. Right, yeah, on, but, it's, but it's interesting to see, like, I just have any Motherwell midfielder like on my shortlist and like Tom, Tom's come up with one, you know, so like all, all the thoughts are going 
kind of like in, in similar directions so far, like on, on our teams, no? Hey, okay. What's your midfield reveal? Do you, do you mean my strikers? Strikers. Did you do midfielders first? Yeah. I've done, mis- I've done oh, me midfielders, no? Oh, I'm, I'm a head's over the <laughs> place here. Right, okay. Strikers. I'll go first. I'm, I think, right, I think Tom let the Devante Cole cat out the bag there. I'm going to say three Aye. names. I'm going to say three names. I'm going to guess he's all the exact same three names here. Go ahead. Edward, Morales, and Lathery. Tom? No. No? Yes. Oh, all right. Good or good. Hey, well, Tom, I'll come to you first then. Uh, my front line is, you're right, with Lafferty. I think he's probably my favourite option out of all the teams in the bottom half. Three goals and two assists in his last three three league games for Kilmarnock. He also scored a hat-trick on the weekend against Stenhouse Muir, one of which was a penalty. So I'm sorry to disappoint, but Burke was on the pitch at the time, so you can maybe assume that Lafferty's on penalties now, but it's only so been... him off the short list then? <laughs> <laughs> Um, again, Morelos, so like Lafferty, his form has been pretty good in his last 10 games for Rangers. He's had eight goals and two assists, so he's pretty much averaging a return per game. Not many attackers offer that kind of consistency, so sticking with him. And obviously Rangers still have to go with the Invincible League record, so they've still got something to play for. Invincible League, not not Invincible season, don't get too mixed up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Shankland is my third option. Right. And it, again, it's just, I'm just trying to differentiate myself from the pack. A little bit punty. He's, he's managed two goals and two assists in his last five league games. Um, and all those returns were against top six opposition. So perhaps we're, we're, you know, we're seeing him come back into some sort of form. He also scored against Parrick Thistle in the 2-1 win on the weekend there as well. So hmm. bit of a punt with Shanklin, yeah. but I'm going for it. I don't think it's out the realms of possibility that Shatton could score more goals than Edward in the last five games. Interesting take on it. Gunnar, why talk us through the earth three strikers? Well, see, so two of them, they're already set in stone. It's Lafferty, who was probably, after Seacrest, he was second name on my wildcard draft team sheet here. Morelos, uh, I've seen a photo of him from, from the cup game. He was still giving it the 55 patter. Uh, so I think he, he, he'll be up for it, definitely. And then for the last striker spot, I've got three options here. First one is Edward, second is Shankland, and then third, well, it's, it's Devante Cole. But it's probably between the top two, so Edward or Shankland. At, at the minute, I'm leaning towards Eddie. Uh, I, I like Tom's uh, argument in there for, for Shankland, but I think I'll go for Edward. Okay, finished. Aye. Right. See, because I can't see his. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's a behind the curtain there, guys. We've got no cameras tonight. There's something wrong with the internet. Right, so that is a podcast uh, wildcard reveal. So pretty, some good names there, some differential for different positions. So listen to this pod, we'll put it out if you fancy. Send us your wildcard to where you're sitting at right now. Also subject to change, there's a few in there. I'm not particularly 100% set on. You've said yourselves, guys. So we'll move on then. Fixtures for the game week coming up. Celtic versus Livingston, Hamilton Dungeon United, Kilmarnock Ross County, and Motherwell St. Mim, St. Johnson Aberdeen, and Rangers Hibs. So we actually predict these three games. Tom, Celtic, Livingston. 2-0 Celtic. I have also went 2-0. Gunnar? Are we expecting the new manager bounce for that game already? Nah, nah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go two one to Celtic. Okay. St. Johnson Aberdeen. I've went one 0 Aberdeen. Tom. Nil nil. Do you know? That's a tough one. Uh, one all. Okay. And last up, Rangers versus Hibs. I've went two one Rangers. Tom. Two two. Go on. 2-1 to Rangers. 2-1 Rangers. Okay, so for the game week coming ahead, there's no point in talking about transfers because we're on a wild card. We'll just discuss that. So what is your captain and vice-captain options, Tom? Captain, I think it's fairly nailed. Blafferty. Vice, I'm not quite sure. I might go for a punt on Forrest. Okay. 
Get I like Caf- uh, Lafferty as the captain option. I'm just looking at the fixtures now. It's Dundee United against Hamilton, and I'm tempted to vice-captain Spurla. Oh, interesting. Yep, myself, basically the captain and vice-captain has switched between all three strikers every time I do it, so <laughs> I haven't settled anything yet. Uh, I probably might go Eddie captain, vice-captain Lafferty, vice-captain what else? Or that could all change mm. the time, so I'm not 100% sure. Right. Gunnar, you had some questions or a question. Uh, arrived back on your tweets. You hit it was it was worth a question even. Aye. Yeah, you surprised me there, but I've got them here. So Brian at Blades Attack. He says St. Johnson Pippen St. Mern to top six has really thrown his plans into the air. Uh, but he wants to know how are we feeling about Shankland? Can you answer the first? <laughs> oh well, I think Tom touched on it there. Uh, I like him as a pick. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Brian's team here now. He's got Shankland, Eddie, and Lafferty up top. Um, well, it's it's kind of like a, a mix of all our three uh, striker picks. First first fixture for Shankland, it's against Hamilton away. I think it's a decent fixture. Could see him score a couple of goals. Uh, and like I say, Tom Tom had a good few arguments for for Shankland and team. Uh, I, I don't think it'll come down for to money or transfer value here for Brian either. Um, yeah, he, he's a good pick. It's it's just a shame we can only pick the three strikers. Uh, you know, if we could pick four, uh, it'll, it'll be Morelos, Edward, Lafferty, and Shanklin. But that's not how it is. So I think what Brian does here, going for Edward, he's got him vice captain on a screenshot he sent me as well, uh, and then Lafferty and Shanklin at top is decent. You know, his, his third uh, Rangers player, for example, between, you know, after after the two defenders of Barisic and Goldson, he's got Kent in midfield. I think that's a decent pick as well. Um, he's got Roberts in his midfield, McGrath, Considine on the bench, and Lewis as well as as well as Sechrist in goal. Uh, overall, Brian, that's, it's, it's a mix of all our three teams, uh, and he's looking good to go with this wildcard team. Okay. I'm assuming, Tom, you're going to get he's a good pick because you've got Shanklin on your team? Yeah, I agree with Shanklin because he's in my team. But <laughs> I wasn't toying between Shanklin and Edward. I was actually toying between Shanklin and Billy Mackay. Yeah, I think okay. Billy Mackay's really, been you're a really in this wildcard. <laughs> well, he's had four goals in his last five league games and uh, they're in a relegation scrap. They need to get points on the board. So I had Jordan White for a period of time, but Billy Mackay's overtook him. I, I, I've not seen enough from Edward to... Uh, to, to warrant him in the team. I don't think his form's not been great and now he has to face bottom six op- opposition week in, week out till the end of the season. So I'm, I'm not really feeling Edward. Yeah, you'll be playing for a move, no? Yes, so I'm thinking as well. He's <laughs> not played for a move all season, so no, I don't know. That's, that's, that's <laughs> also true. I don't disagree with the pick, Shankland. It's, it's like you said, Gunnar, if I had a fourth striker, he'd be the one that's in fourth position. It's funny how no, nobody actually mentioned this, but I thought it was just, he's been a, a stalwart all season and not once, not one he's even thought about putting him in the team. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he's someone that could come in depends on how Hibs perform but he scored he scored on the weekend or on the, last night um, he seems to be back in the starting 11 again which is annoying because I really like Boyle he's been had great form and uh, it just when he goes back into midfield it's just it just really hinders his chances of points right good morning, right. next question yeah, before I come to the next question, okay, uh, I want to go here. Laura at the Laura Lothian. She sent in her wildcard team as well, subject to change. She's got Seagrest in goal, two Rangers defenders, Goldson, Barisic, O'Dolphin, Tate and Kenny in her back line. She's also gone for Forrest in midfield, non-playing player of Henderson, Callahan, Campbell as her Motherwell midfielder, uh, McGrath, and then a front line of Lafferty, Edward and Morelos. So again, uh, I think like the hive mind there is, is going into the same direction. And then the question we got here from FPL Dan, it's, F, it's at FPL underscore Dan G. He's saying, uh, wildcard for the first game after the split or hold for a week to see how teams perform after such a long break? I touched on that slightly earlier on with maybe keep. You don't know how teams are going to set up. Teams are maybe not to play for. But Tom, you might talk for this one first. Yeah, well, I think we're I think we're all wild card. I think that kind of answers the question, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But <laughs> is there a could you 
would you hold off? I suppose it depends on his team looks, doesn't it? He's got to look it, at his it, team. It, it's very team dependent. It depends on who he's got just now. Um, you, you, you could argue, I mean, you could you could argue, let's see how, let's see how the players perform. The last game week seems like weeks ago, really, and, and we're going to mm. get... Um, we're only just coming back after a long sort of hiatus. So I think there's merit in doing that. Plus, you get to see everybody else's teams, get to check out the ownership, and then you're more likely to get a differential. So depends what his team's like and what his rank is and where he wants to be at the end of the season. But I think there's merit in what he's suggesting. What are you going to read your thoughts on that? I agree. It's very team-dependent. I mean, just like I haven't done any transfers yet. I haven't even activated the wildcard yet because we don't have any price changes. But if I'm looking at my team here now that I originally have, still got Marciano and Gold, Doik, Boyle. Uh, Hibs obviously have, have Rangers. I still have two Livy players, three even, if you count the goalie, who's my sub-goalie. Uh, I'm not taking any of them uh, on, on the wildcard team. So it really depends what your team looks like. If, if you can get around uh, maybe with a minus four, this game week, yeah, but I, I think we've been waiting for the second wild card so long. Uh, why not just go for it now? Okay, we'll answer the question. Right, anything else? Should we move on? You know? I think that's it. Good. Yeah, that's right, that's us finish for the Scottish section of the podcast. Move on to the FPL. So, we'll go to the league. The top three, there is no change. Gunnar, you're still sitting top. I'm still sitting third. And the highest goal... The highest scoring game score this week was down eighth position. It was Queen City FC. Brendan Wilhide, 76 points. Damn good shooting. So the average for this week was, I'll throw it up, 46 points. So we performed as Peter get 66, Tom 62, Gunnar 71. So all comfortably ahead of the average. So you want to talk to your points? And we'll start with you, Tom. Can you start with Gunnar? I was just loading up. <laughs> yep, Gunnar, on you go. Sure. I had Martinez in goal for four points. Trent got me 12, Dallas 2 points, Aspilicueta the 0, Kufal got me 4 points, and then I had Rafinha for 6, Bale for 1, Salah got me 8 points, uh, Antonio unfortunately only the 1, Captain Kane 26 points, and then Watkins is 7 points, nothing on the bench. Okay, I had Martinez for 4, go- four goals, 4 points, Creswell 1, Dallas 2, Azor Pulquieta, I never can never get that name right. Just that Chelsea guy. Nothing. That was my transfer as well. Uh, Rafinha, six. Fernandez, five. Bale, one. Lingard, 12. Watkins, seven. Captain Kane, 26. And Banther, two. And absolutely he hot on the bench. You ready, Tom? Yep. Uh, Martinez got me four. Cresswell got me one. Shaw, two. And Dunk came on to give me one point. Midfield, Rafinha got me six. Lingard, 12. Fernandez, five. And Son, one point. Then up front, uh, DCL got me two points. Captain Kane got me 26. And Bamford got me two. Okay, so predictions then. First of all, last week they stood at 38 points. Me, Tom and Gurry, 24 points each. And Leicester Man City, you get the right result, Tom. So one point there. Gunnar, I mean, you went for a draw, nothing. Arsenal, Liverpool, Gunnar, you got the right uh, Result there as well. Me and Tom went for a draw and a win, so for Arsenal, so nothing there. And Wolves and West Ham, I get nothing again. Tom, you had three ones, you were close. A point, Gunnar, you had two nil, so a point. So the stands now, 38 points for Peter, and you two have caught up to each for 26 points. Okay? So the three factors this week is Fulham and Wolves, and I went 1-0 Fulham, Tom. Mm. 2-2. Gunnar? 2-1 Wolves. 2-1 Wolves. Right, and next up's West Ham and Leicester. And I went 2-1 West Ham. Tom? 1-1. Good up. 2-1 Leicester. Fan of the rat, I see. Burns <laughs> Man United, and I went two each. Tom? 3-1 Man United. Gunnar? 2-1 uh, United. True regretted teeth in a mm-hmm. Right, so Tom, over to you now for the FPL topic. Okay, so a few questions. Uh, 
first one up is with Leeds now facing a tricky run, are you going to stick or twist with Leeds assets? Peter, what do you think? Right. So as it stands now, I've got three, obviously, Dallas, Rafinha and Banthard. Rafinha is definitely getting kept because I think he can score or get involved in any game he's in. Not necessarily have to be starting all the time. He could be like on the bench, but I think we keep him. Dallas is like a cheap fifth choice defender now. I might, I'm looking at the fixtures ahead, I might downgrade him to up to somebody else later on, as it stands as now. Bamford's a strange one because I've kept him all season. I did say I'd keep him all season. I just don't feel like I want to get rid of him. But then that's three players I'm kind of basically going to keep. And I'm not going to start on them really, or maybe start one. So I'm not too sure. I'm looking at fixtures here. Obviously, I'm looking at the fixtures coming up. And I like the look of Leicester's fixtures pretty soon. And I might move Banford on to. Who'd you see his name as a striker? Not Vardy, another one. Any That's the one. I might get tempted at. Any actual. There you go. I might move on to him for that spell because I've built enough money up in Banford that I'm not getting lost with it. And then I could also move back. There's plenty of money in the bank. So that's kind of. That's my thoughts now. I'm no in a rush to sell them. I'm going to see, well, I'll quick look whoever I set my team up next week. Next week, I am 4-5-1. And all I want is playing Rafina. So there you go. That's me. Good night. Yeah, so, like, I haven't activated the wildcard yet, but I'm obviously tinkering with my wildcard. And from the Leeds players, the only one I'm considering is Rafinha. I think Bamford, he's, he's running out of steam. And you can say very much the opposite of Rafinha. So I can advocate for him. I have Dallas in my team originally. Obviously, they have City now at the weekend. Like the, the next three fixtures, they're not very nice. So City, then Liverpool and Man United. You got the Brighton fixture next, and then, it's, then they play Spurs. So for the running, for like the three last games of the season maybe uh, I might reconsider Leeds but for now the only one I'm interested in really is uh, Rafinha maybe as a fifth midfielder mm-hmm. okay. cool yeah um, just a, a wee note for the coming game week Harrison is ineligible to face his parent club Man City so he won't be playing the next fixture uh, in terms of Leeds defence wise they've not been great and Dallas hasn't really produced much so if I did own him, I'd probably move off him. In terms of Rafinha and Bamford, they're probably the next sort of high-owned Leeds assets. The last five results, they've not been great. I, I kind of thought they were going to beat Sheffield United more convincingly. Hmm. But did you watch nice. it, Tom? Maybe they should have. They had so much possession, so much chances, it was unreal. Um, I watched that full game and I couldn't believe it. It's the only finish the way it finished. They... It was only 2-1. They beat Fulham. It was only 2-1. They drew 0-0 with Chelsea, which is probably a good result considering how defensive Chelsea are. They lost 2-0 to West Ham. They lost 1-0 to Villa. If we kind of look over the, the last four games, they've only managed to muster up six big chances, which is relatively low if you compare them to the uh, other teams. I mean, Sheffield United managed four big chances over the last four games. For me... I think there's there's other options that I'm interested in. So Bamford would probably be the same as yourself. Peter would become Inianacho. And Rafinha is probably going to become Yota for me this week. So hmm. I think I'm probably going to move off just because... I mean, I, I do rate Rafinha. I think he's been great. But given the fixtures and given that I want to get Yota, it's a it's decision made for me, I think. Anything to add to that one? No, it's fine. I'm happy with that. Um, so, Wolves then, they're in the complete opposite situation. They've Their next five game weeks are, are really good. Are you going to bring in any Wolves assets based on last night's performance? Gunnar, what do you think? Well, see, based like before last night's performance, my wildcard draft had Cody in it. And then after last night's performance... I wasn't too sure if I really want him. Like the fixtures, they're obviously still good. It's Fulham, Sheffield United, Burnley, West Brom in the next four. So, like Wolves defenders still on the watch list, yeah. But 
like if I hadn't watched last night's game, I, I, I'd feel better about bringing one of them in. But after last night, I'm, I'm not sure. Like I have three defenders that are nailed on if I do play my wild card. Uh, and then for the, for the two spots that I have left, like one of them was Cody or maybe Saiz even. Um, not too sure anymore. And then in midfield, I was considering Neto in the same bracket uh, as as well as Rafinha and maybe Lingard. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers yet. Uh, and apart from that, I'm not interested in, in very much more from, from Wolves. Yeah. And I want no. <laughs> Don't fancy any defenders. The only one I like look at would be Neto midfield. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to replace him for Rafinha. I don't want to replace Fernandez or Lingard. Uh, I'll let you a quick spoiler. I've already brought in Jota, so there's one. And the only player I've got left is Grealish, who I'm going to probably upgrade to Sun. So there's no space for me if I did want him in. So mm-hmm. I'm quite happy with that. Nobody up front. Don't fancy the keeper. So I know it's a good fixture run, but they don't. they're, they're too streaky, so not yeah. for me. Yeah, same here. Uh, there's no standout. If I'm, if I'm basing it on last night, there's no standout. Then Donker scored. That was his first goal of the season. So if they do, if they do return, then I think it's going to be the returns are going to be spread amongst various players in the team. Defensive wise, it didn't impress me at all. So even though Cody's had a bit of a goal threat, I don't really fancy him. So defensive wise, I would avoid. The only one I could maybe come up with an argument would be Neto, um, but at five point seven. Mm. I'd, I'd be more I'd be more likely to take my chances with Rafinha really if I had to pick between the two and even Gundogan's 5.7 so I'd, again I'd be more likely to stick with him as well um, obviously we talked about Yota he's 6.8 so 1.1 million more if you've got the money in the bank which I think a lot of people do then I'd be more inclined to kind of I'd go that way you just thought that see if Lingard hadn't appeared in the scene maybe but yeah. Lingard's coming at the right time Jota's back for injury. We've already, already talked about how good Rafinha is just to watch and play. And he can, so just, there's that many midfielders, and they're all what you said, Gundogan as well, and that many kind of price range. There's just no space for them. No, that's, that's my thinking as well. Watch him, watch him go nuts next week now, but there we go. <laughs> and just for, for the listeners, obviously there was some news over the weekend about Rudiger. He fell out with Kepa and was sent in, but um, Gunnar, you, you mentioned that that's been resolved and it's water under the bridge. Any, anyone got anything to add to that? Any news? I think it's exactly what you say. The, they had fallen out in training. And from what I read, Rudiger, apparently, he didn't calm down quick enough for Tuchel. Uh, so he let him sit out the game at the weekend. But uh, as far as I know, on, from what I've read, um, Tuchel said the, the situation is resolved and Rudiger was in contention again to start. So... I think it was just a one weekend where he had to sit out because of part, like the issues in training. Good, happy yeah. days. I think I think the same is going. I think it's just more. Uh, these things happen all the time. I think behind closed doors, you just don't really get to know it. So it's probably been solved. It's probably shows a bit of fight. The guy, and they're also they're also pissed off with their performance the weekend. So maybe what I'm hoping for is people jumped off Chelsea after that one result, but Chelsea will revert back to type this weekend. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think that was a, a one-off. Uh, and just the last thing to speak about, Gunnar, you obviously mentioned earlier you're on a wild card, you get to activate. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk us through your wild card draft? Yeah, maybe just to interject uh, a question for the two of you. So Ling- Lingard, you know, as a as a midfielder, maybe the fifth midfielder that I'm bringing in. Declan Rice, he's injured. Uh, I think I've seen Antonio, he's gone off on... 30 minutes last night, potential ACL injury, I, I think is what I've seen, or hamstring injury, what, what I've seen. Um, I know you've already got him, but if you hadn't brought in Lingard yet, would you still get him based on the fact that the injur- injuries they have now? The first. Uh, Peter, you go ahead. Uh, if I didn't have him, I might have maybe put, put me off him, but I've really enjoyed owning him. He's been... Uh-huh. A pleasure to watch and great point returns, and he's actually been a big, a big part of my going through the ranks because he's a quite still a differential, I think. Yeah. Information. 
He's only by 18%. So, unless they fall off a cliff, where's their fixtures? Where have they got next week? They've got Southampton at home. No, that's game week 30. I'm all right then. I've too far ahead. I'm flying looking to see the scores. Where they got? Leicester at home. I actually fancy them against Leicester. Then they're away to Newcastle, who are absolutely terrible. Honking. Yeah. Then at home to Chelsea. So, suppose that's the three games that kind of an idea of how they look. If, like you said, he, he starts to not maybe play as much or maybe his position is, he's no return as much because of the deficiencies in the team, then I can maybe take a sideways step to a Leicester player at that point because I think that's exactly when their good run starts mm-hmm. and Madison's back. So there's, there's options if he doesn't come through. But right now, I'm, I'm happy to keep him. And yourself, Tom? I would get him in. Crazy form, and if Antonio doesn't play, then he plays as a false nine. Plus everything that Peter Oof. said is. I just so, made my mind up there, right? Yeah. So we might talk about it so we can catch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I've seen Antonio gone, gone off last night, and then uh, Jared Bowen came off, and he scored straight away. Uh, was it a Lingard assist, maybe even? Lingard assist, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just because I'm torn between so many players, I just want to double check. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know if you've got any more questions, Tom, for, for, for the FPL. No, I think that's us. Uh, what do you guys think about then for Spurs? Game 32, they obviously have the double against Everton and Southampton. Are you looking to triple up there, uh, Tom, this time? <sighs> I, a big sigh. Are you, are you thinking Kane, Son, and Bale, or are you thinking Kane, Son, and Defender? I think pretty much for, for most of the players, Kane and Son, they're going to be nailed in their teams as two of those players. And then it is exactly about this third spot. Um, originally, my wildcard draft has Mendy as a goalkeeper, but just now I was considering Yoris maybe in goal uh, because I don't think I can stretch to a defender Regulon uh, just wait we're going to see the search Aurier popping up uh, through, through the next game weeks yeah. or something but uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I don't think Bale is an option really uh, I think experiment's over then Real, yeah, I think that, yeah. that ship has sailed so yeah so Kane and Son and, and the defender or the goalie what do you think? It means that you're going to, those are the three players that you're going to have to bench the following week. So you'd have to. That's have exactly a, what I was going to say. Right, the yeah. blank right after that. You're going to have to have a strong team to, to get through the blank because then you can't have any city assets, mm-hmm. no Fulham and no Southampton. So that's the concern there. Plus, even with a Spurs defender, they've not offered that much attacking wise. And I could see them conceding against Southampton, just. Even Everton, if you concede, so I'd stick with I'd stick with Kane and Son. That would be my mm-hmm. that would be, that's my approach. And Peter, you agree? Kane and Son, yep, that's it. I did have a look at Regulon, but like Tom said, there's no guarantee he's going to keep clean sheets. So what you do and bring a third one for just an extra two points, and then you got to you got to bench him all. Nah, my plan is Son that week, and that'll be it. So it'll be two Kane and Son, and probably hold probably hold the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what are we going to do about Man City? Maybe for, for other players who are on a wild card as well. So, currently, my team still has uh, Stones, I think, or Diaz and uh, Gundogan. Uh, I don't know about you, your teams, but what is your plan? How are you going to attack um, Man City's fixtures, Peter? Hey, I got rid of them all in the wild card. Gunnar, I said that at the time. I'm, I'm too much rotation around I me. Mean, who they got? They got Dortmund, then Leeds, then Dortmund. That's the next three mm-hmm. fixtures, isn't it? Uh, I mean, your wild card, we will probably see because whoever's not playing against Dortmund probably will play against Leeds. Mm-hmm. But then that's not to say that won't change a week after. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, if you push me, put a gun to my head, Diaz is the only one I'd bring in and keep in. But I'm quite happy to go without because I don't think anyone's going to be nailed. But again, you're the wild card, so you could have a strong person off the bench and it wouldn't really matter to you. you may, you'll get the, the benefits if he starts. It's that chance and all they come on for five, ten minutes and then you're getting the one point for it. So hmm. I'm quite happy to go for the end of the season without any city players. And before I let you, let you in, Tom, there, uh, 
totally agree. I think I've read somewhere the next six games or something, like only two of them are, are league games uh, because they have the Cup and obviously they have Europe as well. And like the rotation risk, like you're not going to be able to tell who's going to play Gundogan or the defenders or I've, I've seen KDB thrown around, but he's definitely going to play the European games in my opinion. So uh, who knows what Pep's going to come up with. So like picking any City players really is going to be a risk and, and you don't know if those players are going to start. So like you say, Peter, maybe on the on a wild card, if you have a strong bench, one or two, like Diaz, he, he might be an option. Uh, other than that, I, I can't really see anyone. But Diaz... Mobile. Diaz yeah. and Gundogan. I mean, you wouldn't want to spend all that, money, yeah, yeah. all that money on KDB. Then he's he's not going to start. That's mm-hmm. to me, that's mental. But then he, people will stick by him and they'll, they'll win some weeks. But I just think playing the game we've played so far this season, I, I, I'm coming off them all. Yeah, yeah. And Tom, and that. Um, so I had. Well, I've got Gundogan and Stones, and I had Cancelo, but I got rid of Cancelo in blank twenty nine to get a player mm-hmm. that would come in and play. I'm sticking with the two City guys just now because neither of them played and I think I think they could do well against Leeds. But I'm probably going to start to move off afterwards because I'll have to get rid of at least one of the players because if I've got Gundogan, Stones, Kane and Son, it means I'm down a player for the blank game week in 33. Yeah. So I think a lot of managers will be moving the same way. So those that are wildcard, and I think, I mean, I came up with a wildcard draft. I don't have any City. So I think a lot of people will be doing that. And again, people will be moving off them sort of gradually week by week, getting rid mm-hmm. of one on the run-up to this sort of blank. Especially if you're going to triple up on spurs, which there's been chat of people doing as well. So I think now is probably the right time to come away, whether it be this week or starting next week. But I think City's time's up just now anyway. Well, maybe just to round up my, my three questions. Lingard is someone that I'm seriously considering on the wild card. Triple Spurs, probably not. Just go for Son and Kane uh, and City. In the draft I have now, Diaz is the only one that is like on the shortlist. Uh, but at the minute now, he's, he's not on the team. So there's no City players in the team for now with the draft that I have. You know what about the goalkeeper? He's nailed. Was that Ederson for City? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe that, that's a shout actually. Uh, I haven't looked at his price yet. Uh, he, he's one that I don't have on my because you know he's getting play every week, so he'll be in goals. You don't need to worry about rotation with him. So he's yeah. 6.1 million. Uh, someone like Mendy, he's 5.2. I, d- I don't know if I have the funds to stretch. That's mm-hmm. 0.9 million difference there. Uh, even if I did have the, uh, the funds, I, I think. You would probably want to try and be a bit more flexible uh, somewhere else on the pitch. I mean, like Rafinha, see if you have him, he's 5.6. And then Lingard, he's 6.3. So that, that that's roughly like the, you know, that's, that's uh, roughly the funds there that you can yeah. put, put into that instead of the goalie, you know, so. Okay, just a, right. just a suggestion. Mm-hmm. You done? Uh, that's me done, yeah. There you go, Tom Gunnar just totally hijacked your topic. That's it. No, that's all right. <laughs> so do, you have a, do you have a draft that we could go through? Have you got? Yeah. Uh, I do have something. It's it's not. I think it's twelve players out of fifteen. But so my goalkeepers at the minute are Mendy and Forster, just because Forster's four million and uh, I think he'll play. Uh, defenders, I've got Trent Rudiger. Until last night, I had Shaw in there as uh, like a settled defender as well. Um, so there's two more defensive like spots up for grabs. Amarty, I've looked at him because he's a cheap Leicester defender. I don't know if he's nailed. Uh, I'll be honest there to you. But so Alonso or Aspilicueta could come in as another Chelsea defender. Or Diaz, we spoke about him before. That's that's more a matter of um, funds, really, that are available. Midfield, I got Salah. I want to keep him until the end of the season. I brought in Jota already on my free transfer before his price rise, in case I don't play the wildcard, which I will most definitely will. Uh, Bruno, Son, and then the fifth spot is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Got Lingard on the shortlist, Rafinha, spoke about them. Madison, don't know if I've got the funds, uh, the funds to stretch to him, but 
someone I'm considering as well, given the fixtures that Leicester have. And then uh, strikers of Kane, he's nailed. Ihenacho, most definitely bring him in. Uh, and then until last night, I had Antonio there as the third striker, but I'm waiting for injury news, seeing how long he'll be out for. Someone I'm seriously considering there is Burnley's Mate Vidra. who played Newcastle, Man United, Wolves, West Ham, Fulham. He's 4.8 million, I think. It's a cheapie. He's, he gives me a bit of flexibility to keep all the big guns there in midfield. And uh, I'll probably bench him most of the time anyway, but he'll, he'll play in 90 minutes most, most of the time. Newcastle, his next game. Uh, yeah, that's what I've got at a minute. Tom, thoughts on that? Did you say Bruno? Bruno Fernandes? Yeah, definitely Bruno in midfield, yeah. So Bruno Salah. Bruno, Salah, Jota and Son and then the fifth spot is up for grabs. Right. Pretty solid, isn't it? It's pretty solid team. It does come down to funds. Uh, like say, like the fifth midf- fifth defender, for example, might be someone just cheap, just, just you know, yeah. to, to make it work. But, Mitchell uh, 3.8, one of those ones. Yeah, yeah. See, I had Armarty uh, for Leicester as, as someone like that, just to like cover that and Potentially plays sometimes, yeah. Yeah, think, just play, think, play sometimes, you know. Yeah. I think comes back, and I think he'll probably be the guy that goes out. Uh, that's good. I think I think the cheapest Leicester is Fafana at five, five million, five point one. See, Amarty's three point nine, so that'll be quite a stretch. Yeah. Uh, to get to five, but yeah. You're definitely going for the triple Liverpool. I am like I'm trying to play the triple Liverpool uh, as, as, my, as yeah. my differential. Yeah, I've seen a lot of teams now wildcarding, having getting getting back on the Trent train. Jota, he's an obvious one because people who still have Salah is an easy downgrade, and it's a sideways move from someone like Rafinha, just a bit more uh, money there to upgrade to Jota. Um, can see I can see a lot of people going for Jota anyway, and then. Salah, like if you downgrade from Salah, it just makes it so easy to like reinvest the money somewhere else. I think he'll be going for the golden boot. That's what he wants. And it's just like, just my way of trying to like upside chase. And it won't be as easy for wild carders to get Salah back. I think if they build a team without him and um, like I've I've looked at the fixtures here, the next five and out out of the next five, I've got Salah captain potentially. Or the two of those. Um, yeah, so, so I'll definitely keep him. Trent, I've carried him for most of the season as well. He's try, he, he's getting back in form now as well. He was rested. Like he didn't go to the England uh, games. Um, great fixtures. Derby coming up against Man United as well. You still do a free kick goal, I think. Uh, yeah, so triple Liverpool is, is basically what I'm trying to like set me apart from the pack. Have you considered Trent in himself? I think is a is a, a big enough differential because he's only won by thirteen point nine percent. I don't know about you, Peter, but for me to try and get him in, it would be major surgery. So, yeah, hey, I, I can I can afford him. And if you're going for uh, if you're going for a differential sort of approach by getting more than one player from a particular team, hmm. a cheaper way of doing it would be maybe any actual and Vardy and having the pair of them up front and attacking those sort of Leicester fixtures of where we are. West Ham, so defensively they conceded two to Wolves last night. Then they've got West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton and Newcastle. So, Would you downgrade Salah then or Trent? I'd keep Trent mm. and I'd downgrade Salah. See, um, I like to look at your team, top Edgar, I'd go with what you've got. See, the thing is, this, like Vardy, obviously, he was in my thoughts. I think he hasn't scored since game week 14, if I've seen that right. Iheanacho, player of the month, 9-9. Nine and nine. Um, It's only two transfers. Like, downgrade Salah to someone, uh, yep. and then upgrade my third striker to Vardy. Like, it, it's a minus four. It's a transfer over two weeks. Like, it's, it's not major surgery, so... Uh, I still back the Liverpool guys. I think just like where my affiliations lie as well, and like <laughs> it, it'll make me enjoy the games more, basically. So, plus well, so back they're back in the chase. I top four because Chelsea slipped up. So like, everyone's dropped drop points uh, around Liverpool this this weekend. So uh, chase back on, and 
like I have considered what Tom said, but it's easy for me to get there. Uh, so I think on the wild card, I'm I'm going to go with the Liverpool differential plan. With okay. with the idea of Salah, obviously a lot of people came off him because of his poor form. Do you think mm. you, you, Liverpool man? Do you think Yacht is going to sort of reinvigorate the squad and going to have? Do you think he's going to link up with Salah and have them sort of firing again? Do you think that's? Well, I thought you could see that in the last game. Like Salah only really came alive when when Jota came on for I think it was Firmino. Um, Salah got his goal with Jota on the pitch as well and he only ever played like 25-30 minutes uh, in this, in the game against Arsenal I think so I, I can definitely see that I can definitely see Firmino dropping to the bench he probably uh, might play tonight against Real Madrid I was about to say they've still got Europe so there's slight maybe a wee bit of rotation between Firmino and Jota yeah I could, I, I could, like if Firmino plays 70 minutes today and then Jota gets the last 20, even if, if they do it the other way around, Jota's, he's not played the full 90 against Arsenal. Um, I think what we'll see at the weekend is a front three of Mane, Salah and, and Jota, Firmino dropping to the bench, which is why I brought Jota in already because that, that's the front three that, that me as a fan would, would go with. That's, that's the one I want to see uh, come the weekend in the Premier League. Hey, no stop, add to that. No, I'm happy with that. I think it's either Fadi or Salah, and I like mm-hmm. it. I can, I can get behind that argument. For yeah, Salah. Mate, your way of thinking is all sound and well thought out. And as you said, Salah's the most expensive in the game, so you can go anywhere you want from it. In a matter of minus four, that's all it takes. You can go anywhere. Right, so what's next? What's next? So, transfers, you've done, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, transfers uh, and captains. So, t- Tom, I'll come to you first. Uh, transfer is going to be Rafinha out and Yota in and I think I don't really like pitching players up against each other especially captains because of, I think Mar- I'm probably going to play Martinez but a lot of my players are coming up against each other this week which is hard I'm probably going to captain Yota if he, we'll see what happens tonight and then I'll, I'll decide from there but if it, if if it's looking good, then I'll probably captain Yota. Okay. I brought in Yota as well and took out Bale. I managed to do it before the price price rise and involve each of them, so save myself point two there. Uh, and I'm also considering a hit for a Liverpool defender. You know, I've done a wild card, but now I'm kind of chasing. Um, see, that was good. Maybe we discussed him and do the hits further down the line. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking either Trent or Robertson for a minus four or hold what I've got but that's the thought so far and captain is this might be we could try something differential because there's going to be a varied capital option I think there's a lot of gonna be people on Kane Bruno Salah it's going to be split I think decently so I might go somewhere different and try to a differential captain go through the ranks hopefully Gunnar captain Salah yeah if I keep the team as it is uh, I've got Salah here as my captain game week 31 yeah Against Aston Villa, like Tom said, we, we've got a lot of players coming up against each other. Bruno against Tottenham, obviously meaning Kane against United. Uh, Salah for me. Okay. Right, that's us finishing up. So before we go, we'll get our plugs in. So first of all, say half our fantasy podcast cup again. We'll get the draw and the brackets retweeted probably on the Saturday so people can get uh, it fresh in their minds with the playing. If you like the podcast, leave us a review of your podcast and I'll over to you guys to do your plugs, Tom. So I'm at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Obviously do the podcast and the, the article will be out probably at some point, either tonight or tomorrow. Big wildcard one this week. Great. Get rid of that. We can do it, guys. Go on yourself. Yeah, you can get in touch with me on Twitter. That's at Fitball Weekly Pod. I'm going to do the captain and vice captain poll again before the game week starts i'm going to put out some new graphics that i do for the half hour fantasy podcast obviously we've got the cup coming up which i hope uh, i'll come through another round here against big john 08 uh yeah that's it excellent and your new graphics push name as well yeah the the, the new graphics so we've done the top 10 goalkeepers they've come up we've done the podcast on that uh last week and uh, i'm going to do a graphic as well for our predictions that we'll do every week so people can interact with that as well 
Okay, excellent. Once again, guys, thanks for listening and downloading, and we will see you next week. Say goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. And goodbye. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.